All right, it's May 5th. It's time for an episode of Barely Standing, Pat of All Trades, Jack Emmer, Jordan Schofield, North End James, and Face Operator, whatever you want to call him, Adam from Low Life. We are here, back, completed brewery. We are, a year later. How do you feel, how do you feel about it? I feel great. Yeah? How do you Excited. Feel about it? I've, let's do the elephant in the room right now. I walked in this brewery and I said, this place is fancy as fuck. Nice. And I was very impressed. Yeah, you could have worn something a little bit better. It's just, I, the one thing I told you when I walked in, we already talked about this. I'm going to mispronounce it. The Fooders? Fooders. Fooders. Fooders is fine, but Fooders is generally. You mentioned last time we were here what that was going to look like, and I could not visualize it in my head. Mm-hmm. And seeing it live, if even if you're not a big fan of beer, I think you need to come here and just see what that looks like. I, that is. You it, walk in the door... And it's easily the focal point of the room. Yeah. Like the moment you step in, you can't not look at them. Like they are, it's almost like, you know, like you're in a, a museum and you need to have that like thing that's like, <laughs> these are photos created in 1945. Like it has it to be that. It's, it's, yeah, it needs yeah. like a plaque of like, what are these and what are they doing like here? And there has to be rope yeah, around yeah. it. Yeah. Because like they look exclusive because they are. And they look they look amazing. Well, I do appreciate it. Now I now I sometimes when you see something every day, you kind of yeah. Lose, you know. Well, when I walked in, I said like, he's there's nothing else like this in the city. He's like, do you think so? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you'll never see that anywhere else. I don't even know, like I didn't even know what a photo. I, when you said photo last I, time I was here, I, I didn't visualize it. Like, yeah. like, do you get like you've had a couple soft openings? You said yeah. So far, I, have people asked you? Like, I guess people are in the know because they're in the beer community. But if, some, if someone asked you, are those functional? Because they look like art pieces. They yeah, really a lot do. of people ask that. Yeah, a lot of people, they firstly say, what are those? And then they go, what do you do with them? You know? And I go, well, that's what we ferment our beers in, or at least a big portion of them. And people are like, those are active? Like, you use those things? It's amazing. Then they go, well, can I pour beer out of it? You know, that's the, that's the third <laughs> right, question. Exactly, right? yeah. So I've actually been keeping an eye, uh, keeping an eye on them for people actually trying to, like, tweak mm-hmm. with them or try to pour something out of them. But... Uh, there's a secret way to get beer out of it, but I'll never tell. Never no, tell. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> so and you that so might get abused here. Because we're on that subject right now, you were saying how long before the beer and those folders are ready to go? Boy, I wish we knew, but we just kind of let them do what they do. So generally, in a new fooder like this, uh, we're probably looking at about three to four months before we have a beer ready oh, wow. to go. Okay. Uh, but we're just, yeah, Chris is just checking on them all the time. We're just going to give it at least a couple of months before we sample and then take it from there. So because of that, unfortunately right now, which is really unfortunate because we have a lot of amazing beer, but we're just doing the clean beers, the great bales, uh, a few other products that, you know, I'm sure you guys want to talk about, but mm. the, the Brett beers and the food or age beers won't be available probably for about another month or two at the most. But when that happens, it's going to be really interesting. Now, yeah. No, I mean, like, it's, it's kind of out of your control, but is that, to you, a little frustrating that you, like, for your opening, you won't have those beers ready to go? Yeah, so that was a huge thing for, for everybody involved here. We thought, man, should we wait until we put our best foot forward mm. until all the beers we wanted, or what represents us best, should we wait till that's mm. available? And eventually, just it took so long, and, and, you know, obviously financial constraints and stuff, we just realized, let's just get this thing open and make some really incredible beer, and... That's just another reason to celebrate in a couple of months is when the food or beer starts. Absolutely, to exactly. Mm. You can have another opening for that. Yeah, exactly. That part. So I'm, for me, I'm really curious, and I think because we did, you know, we talked about in the last episode we did with you, like we were in. It's crazy to think this is the same space. I think for me, that's that it's wild. Like we saw this when it was stripped to the bones, mm-hmm. true like warehouse style, mm-hmm. and now you've come to this place, and it's like it's a journey. But can you? 
in the best way you can summarize what that journey was like like from that last time we saw you to now i want to try to capture for anybody listening like what was it like to open a brewery over covid i feel like you caught me when i was at a very positive <laughs> stage i feel like you caught me again at a very positive yes stage. you should have followed me the whole time oh man we should have doc- done a documentary yeah exactly but uh yeah so we were just you know pumped at the start right obviously mm-hmm. everything's going good you know we had the demo going etc and then covid really reared its ugly head as we all know we've all lived it we're all part of it and that led to delays in equipment delays into you know getting people here just nobody was working and delays with the city getting permits it was an absolute nightmare to be honest with you and i I wouldn't recommend it on anybody and i wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy Um, we're really happy that we're here now of course and and the doors are open and everything's signed off on but boy what a journey it's been and it's i mean it's still not over like we ordered overhead doors a year two uh sorry almost a year ago and you're looking at one overhead door wow that's the original i mean it's just i just don't know what to say it's just been i mean we're not the only people involved in i mean anybody building a business right now or changing your dishwasher at home I mean, you guys all know how it yeah. is I mean, it's, it's a nightmare so well especially when you want everything to be perfect the, the second you open right like because this is your baby right like yeah that's the hardest thing for me is I'm just so particular to begin with and when everything is exactly the way it is I think probably when you walked in Jordan I was like you know but we still have a long way to go I think I probably said that right away. Yeah, and I was appalled because I was like, you, yeah. I mean, if, if this is a long way to go, I mean, then you've already ran a long distance. <laughs> like, I, I, honestly, in my head, like, getting the, I, I don't, I'm going to keep saying the word photos, getting those in here alone, mentally, to me, is, like, <laughs> such a hurdle. Like, I can't, like, fathom how that gets put together. Like, that wall is so stunning. Mm-hmm. And so then, like, for you to have built, like, the backing and, and the bar top and, and everything else you have, not to mention what you've told me is in your back pocket for the future. It, it's wild to me that you can say like, where it's not quite there yet. Because in my head, I'm like, holy smokes. Well, we still have to put the pool somewhere. The Perfect, it's important. Yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah, yes. There's a few things, tennis court, we gotta get there. Yeah. When I first saw this place, you had more than enough room for that. <laughs> I thought you could put that anywhere. Yeah, we used to joke, like, where's the basketball net going? Oh now my it's God. Like, we have no room. There's, <laughs> you know, like there's, there's zero no room chance. back there. So it's, yeah. If you're going to build a brewery, get a bigger space than you need. That's my first piece of advice. Right. And because you have a pretty big back room. As a, like, huge, this yeah. This is, I don't know if I'm wrong, like, this has to be one of the biggest breweries in the city. Like, in terms of square footage. Because I cannot think of many bigger I think, ones. Well, I'd say Kilter is Yeah, bigger. I was going to say Kilter is got to be up there. Oh, I always forget how wide Kilter is because of how they it have that like front room. Yeah. 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 It seems to go on forever. It does. Um, TransCanada's room is fairly big. I honestly don't know. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely on the bigger side for sure. Oh, for sure, for sure. It's like really spacious and and inviting. It's like and the the sunlight from the front, not to sound all artsy, but yeah, and it's we'll like better it. when we have new overhead doors. I was actually gonna say like you have a very very character built dent in that front in that overhead door. <laughs> it wasn't there when we got the building; it's there now. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome! Because that a part of me is the like the fourth or fifth time you were pissed that you, you think I would leave a dent. I'm already so psyched. No, in my head I was like, <laughs> that's that. that's a character. It's a character door. It wasn't there on Friday. We got there on Saturday. Well, you Wild should night. You should just take put a big logo over it, man, and then just like have it because it's already black, right? Just do the have someone paint over it, and it's gonna be beautiful. You won't even need the door. Tell them to cancel the order. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep drinking beer. So when you were opening the, you know, when you were doing this over the, the pandemic, um, you know, there are times where you were probably in and out of here, you know, pretty easily. But were there any other restrictions that you kept 
like running into like things that aside from materials like was there things that you wanted to do that you couldn't do to due to you know interactions with people like was there anything like that that got in your way that's a good question um, thank you <laughs> well it's a tough question because i'm trying to look back on it thank but, you i mean other than just the labor side of it like i can't show up for two weeks because i have 14 days worth of COVID or whatever it was you know back then right um to be at home and things like that but no i mean just just the material a bit, a bit of a labor shortage but no there wasn't i wouldn't say things i couldn't do mm. because of covid but there was definitely timing played a huge factor on those things so uh, now that you've had a soft open that like i want you to take us back to that soft opening night mm. the first one mm -hmm. did did you did you feel like you were still walking or were you floating you were just so happy that people were in here drinking beer i think i was just in disbelief i still i'm still kind of taking it all in like it was just hard to believe that we actually saw a light at the end of the tunnel and somebody came in and gave us a few dollars for a beer like it was just like wow <laughs> yeah. this, this is bizarre like from where you like the when yeah. we were here when this was just like an empty warehouse yeah. and now i walk in and i'm like I, if, if i was you i couldn't believe it like someone came in here bought beer and that that was your goal from the outset right for sure like the first big day i know that's that's a huge one obviously having people in but the first big day uh for me was when we got our license to brew yeah mm -hmm. so that was that came first obviously you got to make beer before you can open your door yeah. right so we you know we applied for that first and and uh, that was about well, i'm trying to think back i'm gonna say start of march roughly right around there i don't don't Park my words, but yeah. So then when we got that, we started making beer, and I was like, "Okay, let's go." I was yeah. gonna say, "Is that one of those moments where you celebrate <laughs> finally having that, but then you realize, shit, we got to get to work here, and then we really got to get to work yeah. here, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know?" And you know, filling up all these fooders. I mean, that takes a lot of time, mm -hmm. and then you have to sit on the product. So we also had to we had to you know work our time so that we could fill the fooders and also make product to sell mm -hmm. when we open. So there's a bit of juggling in that. I mean, right now we have probably eight beers on tap, but man, we have 20 taps. You know, yeah, we're we're still getting there. It's going to take probably, I would say, another couple of months before twenty taps are filled. So your plan is to like twenty taps, all of their own, like Hell each. Yeah. Fuck yeah! Game on. Let's go. That's awesome. Well, on those taps, it's, it's not just strictly beers. So we're going to do half of it will be, uh, generally like along the lines of those Brett beers. So that's going to okay. take a little bit of time. Yeah. Or the fooder beers. Not all of them are, are Brett yet. Uh, some of them are clean fooder beers. Uh, we're going to add in some. Right now we have two piquettes on tap. Uh -huh. Um, which is a product I told you guys about before that I'm really interested in, it's, you know, wine-based product. And then we're also going to have a little bit of wine on tap, which I'm really, cool. really excited about uh, as we're doing a wine project here as well. And then, yeah, probably have five, six, seven clean beers on tap as well. So mm -hmm. we're going to be busy. My wife's favorite brewery, automatically. Wine on tap. <laughs> yeah. That's Because really, like, the only place, like, for... Uh, that's I think that's something that, like... For us, she's big, big wine person, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a big beer like how person. How big has she got? Like she very, okay? like, like. What's that, sir? Is she okay? Uh, yes. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, but like, she's kind of like me, where it's like, could we just polish off, like, a, like just a casual bottle? Like, yeah. Like we, and, and so I think that what was always tough for me is like, if I wanted to go to a brewery, she would be doing the whole like, do they have a cider in the fridge? Like it was that old gambit. Mm -hmm. So it'll be nice to kind of have that middle ground because again, I think like the only place we could go was the forks to have that experience with each other where she had what she wanted and I had what I wanted. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, it kind of is like that, right? Yeah, so it it's, it's like you can have a number of different things. And also in this in this facility where uh, Jesse Oberman, our winemaker, he's putting in his next friend cider. Ooh, so if you guys know anything about that, definitely yes. look in. If you don't know about it, look into it. But if you do, you know how great it is. Yeah. The cider is incredible. 
Um, so we're really happy to have him a part of the team as well. And then we're also going to be producing um, a seltzer here. So we own a small company called Superfun as well, yep. a seltzer company. So yep. that'll be uh, based out here as well very soon. So we'll have a number of options on tap for people, along with the piquettes, the wine, the beer. It's, yeah. it's going to be a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. And I just want to go back to the piquettes because when the last time we were here, I had never had a piquette. And then you poured us a glass and I was like, this is some of the best stuff I've ever tasted. And it was like, it's so different from what we're used to going to a brewery, having a, a craft beer. So what what's the the goal with the piquette? Is that like to invite more people that are maybe aren't beer drinkers to come in? It's just so low life piquette to me. It's just like let's let's just see what we can make with all of the items that we use. So I mean, like it's just such a different type of item. It's it's funky. It's wild. It's something that people don't really know about that much. And I'm not trying to be like pretentious about it, but I had it numerous times, and I thought this is incredible. It's light. It's refreshing. Like a lot of our beers that we're known for it can be a little bit heavier, it can be a little bit wild and funky, and we've definitely changed to making our clean beers on the lighter side, like right. lighter, more inviting, more refreshing. Because if you come here, you can, you know, you have two type of stars, your night's kind of over, right? So yeah. <laughs> we, you kind of need to balance that a little bit. And then same with the wine. I mean, if we have a, you know, I noticed just on the weekend there that a number of people had a few beers and they switched, they said, what's in that glass? Because it's a bright pink color. And what, what are they drinking? Mm. Well, it's Piquette, well, what's that? And they take a sip and kind of, ooh, that's kind of tart, kind of, but still kind of sweet, kind of fun, and they go, Oh, okay, I'll have one of those. And the next thing you know, we're selling liter after liter after liter <laughs> yeah. of piquette. So I just think it's just another thing we can add and just show mm. what Low Life's all about, which is doing different things and having fun with it. And yeah. I'm just so excited. And the ones we're doing this year, we have numerous, numerous different types with all the byproducts of the wines that we're making. And it's also about just reusing grapes yeah. <laughs> you know, right? yeah. instead of you know, garbage or, or whatever it may yeah. be. I mean, we're actually making another another product with it, and it's yeah. it's just something fun and light. And summer's coming up, so why not? How many grapes do you go through in like a month, a year? Like, however you would quantify it, whatever number you would tell us. Like, well, how it's many? Only grapes? one time a year. Okay. So they're all fresh from the harvest there. But yeah, we you know this year we processed uh, I think it was ten or eleven tons right around there. Of grapes. Jesus Christ! Oh. Yeah, it's no joke. <laughs> it's no joke. And Jesse just hand stomped. <laughs> Or like, yeah, stomped by yourself, right? Just walk around. <laughs> Putting in those late nights. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Sure, that's what we'll say. Yeah. <laughs> You're grinding it out. Yeah. I said hand stomped, and I was like, wait. Yeah, that's, that's not it. That ain't it. I wish no. I was that, that talented. I, but. I can imagine. No, yeah, so it's just it's just having fun with what we're doing and doing research on, on different items and just seeing, I don't know, let's just make more booze. Yeah. yeah. Have you thought about how you would educate people because like of course the paquette's like going to be very new to the yeah. winnipeg market like have you had any thoughts about like how do we get people to know that we have these special things or know what a paquette is like how have you tried to introduce that to people in oh, any way it is tough and that is exactly why i'm that's one of the reasons why i'm so happy to have this space finally yeah. is it's like the face-to-face -face interaction so that the sales like not one person has ordered a paquette when they walked in on friday or saturday right. uh -huh. they had no clue what it was right they, they, what it, what is that who cares but when when somebody we talked to somebody about it or somebody asked about wine or i i sat down at a table and then said thank you for coming here's a, here's a few things that we offer and then they started to ask questions and then i started to explain and i said well let's just give it a shot see what you think and then it kind of just snowballed from there so i do think it's going to be a part of the tap room experience i still think outside sales will be slightly tricky for that if it was yeah on the shelf with the quality and i don't know how fast it would sell and that's fine with me i think that's a part of the fun fun thing of coming to low life yeah. is you come here and you never know what you're to get there's always going to be something different there's always going to be something fun to drink and well i mean and also when the doors are open too right like the people that come here and they try the piquette mm -hmm. a little word of mouth helps a little too right for sure yeah yeah 
I mean, yeah, I'm just super excited about it. And then now being able to educate people on our products is so huge. Because yeah. when it sits on a shelf and it says Brett, or it sits on a shelf and it says Paquette, I mean, not a lot of people, people yeah, just bypass yeah, that. What does that mean, right? You know, but now it's like, hey, this is why we do it. This is how we do it. This is why you might like it. Give mm. it a shot. I'm always curious when people open up a new business, like like this, for example, like restaurant, brewery type thing. When you, when you open it, what's the vibe you're looking for when you open this? Still trying to find it. I mean, mm. because we haven't really opened yet, um, on the weekend I noticed, I went, through, I went through a lot of different things in my head about that. I was, I was going like, do we want pounding punk rock music. I was going to ask, what's the playlist? What's your Spotify playlist? Right I was now? like pounding Minor Threat before you guys. <laughs> I actually, I would come here more often if that's what we were but doing. But then I noticed our crowd was I was fairly say. attractive 35 year olds and, and, and hip and whatever. Fuck, that means I can't come here then. No, no, no. obviously. <laughs> this is just fairly attractive. We're not, we're not fucking allowed in here after no, this. No, no. But I was fairly attractive. Like, this is almost like a wine bar vibe, right? So yeah. we just adjusted to the vibe that yeah. of the room. Yep. Where we take it from there, I'm not entirely sure. I do think that it's, you know, coming during the day, it's gonna be, you know, lighter beers, it's gonna be a little, you know, fun in here, it's gonna be easy going, casual. Um, but come night, you know, probably gonna dim the lights and have it at, you know, kind of a nice place you can sit down and have a nice chat with somebody mm -hmm. and uh, see how the music is. I, I mean, when I came in here, like I'm, we're all, well, James isn't married, he's pretty much his. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, this is matter like, of time. I feel like this is like date spot central. Like if you want to look classy in front of and in, during a first date, yeah. bring them here and they'll be like, "Oh wow, yeah, it's a little small spot I know of." I think you're exactly right. Right? Yeah. It's like meeting during the day, date spot by night. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had a number of, of people inquire already about having meetings here. Like we're like rammed with meetings already and just little you know get-togethers for businesses That's during great. the day. Yeah. That will carry into about five or six o'clock and then it kind of slows down and then in the evening. This is just what I've noticed so far, um, and even just from just inquiries. And then the evening after that, it just turns into a bunch of people coming in for drinks after dinner or whatever it may be. You're exactly right. Yeah. Is the, or like how, I always like to ask people because I find they're either very comfortable with the idea of the, it growing organically or they're kind of like me where it's like everything has to be precision and it has to go a certain way. Like how, how at peace are you with like the idea of this place growing organically and, and the clientele kind of deciding in a way how, how your future, like how it's you want to move. Yeah, like, it's hard, for me, right? I want it to be precise. Yeah. I have it exactly which glass I want for this. I want this to be served a certain way. I want a certain type of music. I want a certain type of vibe. But I also want our staff who are incredibly talented, mm -hmm. incredibly well-trained to have a say and just and let them be organic with the vibe of the time and that's sort of why yeah. I pulled back on Friday and Saturday and just said well you guys adjust the volume of the music you you pick the music you you, you take it from there it's just yeah. it's just not fair when you have staff that is as good as we do to yeah. not let them make decisions yeah. I don't have all the answers not everybody wants to listen to minor threat on a date <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, I mean so I mean I just let them kind of decide right. I'm just it's gonna it's gonna be a challenge for me and I just have to be at peace with it and grow with it and uh, well, I'll get ahead of Jordan here because we asked the question last time we were here, the food aspect of it. I know you're very early on. How did you read my mind? You're, you're very early on, Boy, and you I had think mentioned. Everybody's asked me that. Hmm? Everybody. Asks. Well, like, oh, okay. but you, but like, it's I like, can't help but ask that question. But it's, you're also very new, and that's obviously like not a, yeah. like a primary worry right now. But is it late? I mean, I think you mentioned last time like a charcuterie board kind of place. Right. Yeah, I think we're still right around those lines. So yes. it's just it's just getting open was priority one. Yeah, absolutely. We have a mm -hmm. few snacks here. We have a few vegan snacks and some, you know, chips and yeah. stuff like that, whatever, right? Um, 
you know, people do ask. They say, well, what do you have for food? What do you do? Are you going to get food? Do you, do you have any type of food? Mm -hmm. um, so we have paired with a local restaurant. Uh, I won't name it yet, but oh, they're going to be providing. Come on. Um, <laughs> come on. Tell Sam. Yeah, tell Kate. Tell Sam. So it's gonna, they're going to be providing some snacks for us to sell um, probably in about a month. And by cool. snacks, I mean it might be a little bit more substantial. Yeah. Maybe some tin fish, maybe some, you know, more elevated, you know, nuts and stuff like that. Yeah, or like upscale bar dips. food type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, take you out of your comfort zone a little bit. I, I mean, again, like I feel like that fits your motif, right? Like if we're doing piquettes and stuff and we're looking at photos, like you can't come in here and throw the, throw the casuals, right? Like you got to give us a little something with the food what, challenge. That's right. And when our wine project gets... Uh, uh, fully released, which should probably be in June, so we'll have wine on tap mm -hmm. and, and wine by the bottle to go around then. We're kind of actually going to curate some foods to go with it too. So nice. you, you know what I mean? So it's going to be like, oh, this will paradise it with this wine. So that won't be me doing that. That'll be somebody much more talented than me. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, de after, I definitely can't come here. I'm not fancy enough. <laughs> <laughs> I might wear my, my finest Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, here. To wear my we'll one. put on like a happy hour from four to five. Perfect. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Go to that. Then you got to fuck off. Adam, <laughs> Adam, give me a little dive. Like, I, I keep looking at this, this gorgeous wall you have, and I, I'm curious, like, if someone's coming in here this week, next week, like, you have some stuff on here people will recognize, like the small pail, the house saison, but I'm curious about those grape ales. What's, what's the, like, I haven't seen grape ales before, so what's the, what are you doing with those? You should be paying more attention to low life. Listen, okay, Ooh. I tried to open it, oh. I tried to open the grape ale and I broke the can. <laughs> what the? You actually did. I didn't know what was going on. I broke there. the can, and it was the. I I went for it because I wanted to try it more than anything, and I broke it. That's the beer gods. That is. That is. <laughs> You're not most, allowed. Is that not you the most not Jordan pass. thing ever? Well, the fact that you dummied something so bad, yeah. Yes, I broke it. <laughs> like, I broke it. Surprisingly, break and the I'm door when you And in. I tried to like put the, ca the the tab back in and open it again. So I don't know. It's like tough to do a visual representation of how bad I fucked up that can, but it's pretty well, bad. I have a key. You can shock at it. I will. Sh I will probably have to do that. Um, yeah. So great. <laughs> Grape ales is something that, and that was one of the first few beers that Low Life ever made, was the Diabel de Bruta, which is like a Riesling beer, if you remember way back. Yeah. Was yeah. that the ones we had? Did we have one of those that night in the warehouse, or was that a little before that even? Uh, that was a little hazy that night. Oof. So okay. Fair enough. I can't recall, but I probably would have whipped one out, and I probably would have brought it from home at that Damn, time. maybe that's why I also I'm, I'm may sure, have I'm, had I'm, it before. I'm pretty sure happened. we tried everything that Low yes, Life created did. that night. So. That yeah. was great. So, so it was always something, you know, I was really, really, really heavy heavily interested in. I'm huge into wine. Yeah. And just kind of like blurring those lines and as much as possible is the way I have fun with beer. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we've, we've, last year we made, you know, the, uh, a couple beers on grape skins and then we did the Riesling beer and a few other things. Um, Kismet had some, some grapes in it, but, but now we're really, really, really up the ante on the grape beers. So uh, it was, unfortunately, it was a terrible harvest last year in, in Ontario, where we where we get our grapes from. So no matter where they were, all of our growers had issues. Mm -hmm. So we had trouble getting exactly what we wanted at the at, in the fall last year. So we had to make some last minute decisions, um, which kind of affected the plan. But that's okay. So so this year now we have beers, a couple of beers where we made really nice saisons and we aged them on you know 500 pounds of, of Cap Franc skins and we did another one of Vidal skins, you know things like that, just to give and then let them age together to create a really neat kind of different flavor. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're referring to when we say grape ales. It's basically, it touched grape, it has grape in it, or it's got like wine in it. So we're mm -hmm. still making all different types of products, but 
we can only work with what we had from last year, right? Of so, so this coming up year, I mean, especially with the increase of grapes that we'll be purchasing, expect a ton of grape bales, expect a lot of blending, you know, mm. uh, some bigger bottle releases, et cetera. Um, but yeah, for this year we have, I think we have, you know, three or four grape bales that we'll be releasing throughout the summer. And, and then after that, there might be a little bit of a lull. Then come probably Christmas time, they'll be hopefully back out again. Mm. So that's sort of, it's just nice. based, see, it's seasonality. It really is. It's like, we don't use, you know, junk. This is like real, these are real grapes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what does, okay. So speaking about limitations and delivery, I'm curious, what does having this space give you now? Like, obviously your own space is great. Like, but what does having all this room and all this equipment, like, what does it allow you to do that you were limited to do before? Exactly what I want to do which is the most important part. So our brewer, Chris Young, is incredibly talented. Sweet. And he's shockingly open to my ideas, which are peasant ideas. But, <laughs> um, or they're huge. Yeah, they're either, I've done, uh, that's pretty easy, or what do you mean we need to do that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's really, really, really open to the grape ale idea and the blending of wines and stuff. So that was a nice surprise. Mm. And we're just having a little fun with it now. But you know, with the, with the new space, I think a big part of it is the education, the face-to-face. -face. You know, it was great when people came into Barnhammer, but you know, I wasn't there all the time. And, you know, Tyler was there all the time. It was just, it was just a different experience, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we were just a little side part of right. it. And if somebody went to, like I said before, the the vendor or the liquor store, they just see a can and they move on. And we were very rarely on tap at places. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. like, product education is huge, and that's yeah. what this place can provide. It yeah. can provide exactly what I think the low life experience should be, which is comfortable. Um, nice unique um and that all goes hand in hand with what you're drinking which i think is uh you know to me it's a premium product and yeah i, I think that the space should suit it so when people come in we can sit down we can talk we can have a look in the back you can talk with chris you can talk with jesse mm -hmm. etc i really think that is a huge thing you know? so you, you talked about the brit brett saisons being aged on grape skin so um, I have been very open in my hate for saisons. Um, I have tried to start petitions to prevent saisons. However, the Brett saison aged on mango was different. That was yeah, that and was, I liked it. And I don't know why. And why did I like it? Funny, because mango. When we first, when we were just about to bottle that, we said this is unbelievable. This is like so mango. It's super floral. Wow, this is crazy beer held off a little bit and by the time we bottled it like mango got chewed up by the bread yeah it really it doesn't taste like mango no. in my opinion it's it has the scent of it yes but it doesn't taste like it so we're just learning like we're learning with with certain fruits and how bread i don't think we'll ever understand bread i don't think anybody ever really really will um what is why do we get thp in beers why why does it chew up mango why does it sometimes take way longer for men I, I, we're just we're just all learning together yeah but it's all about in my opinion, the base beer and the bread in that one, the certain okay. strain that we use, which I think is a very popular one in one of our fruiters. But I'm happy you liked it, but I think you're gonna have a clean saison today that you're really gonna okay. like. It's gonna be dry, it's gonna be zingy, it's okay. gonna have a little okay. Riesling, it's gonna have a little green asparagus to it. I'm okay. just curious what you think. Okay. And if you hate it. I'm sorry, what? Did you just say green asparagus? <laughs> wine terms do you get, get used to it <laughs> oh. I, I, I thought herbal isn't asparagus always green there's white asparagus yeah there is white asparagus i can't take you anywhere no 
See, this is why okay. we can't come yeah, here. Fuck. This assault. is why we can't come here. <laughs> this is borderline verbal assault. <laughs> this is why I refuse to come with you guys on Thursday. I'm going to come oh, on Saturday. Oh, yeah. 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 So you're coming to the cool nights. I'm coming to the cool yeah. nights. Yeah, see? Yeah, we're, we're everybody will know every fucking here. thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I have Mother's Day stuff, right? Herbaceous is probably a better word. It's just very herbal. Um, and there's obviously there's no wine in it. It's just the hops we use. It's a certain um, yeast that Chris used in this one. I, I didn't make this beer. Chris made this beer to start to finish, and I'm so proud of it. So, okay, so this is like maybe goes back to the education thing, but like I can't envision you guys having a like a menu. I just can't see it because I, I wonder if someone would look down and go, wait, this bear has a, asparagus in it and they wouldn't know. They'd be like me, mm-hmm. an idiot, and they'd be like, wow, I don't like asparagus. My mom used to try to give me asparagus, but that's not what you're talking about at all. No, it's just, uh, to me, it's almost like a tasting note, you know. <sighs> I am W set too, you know. I'm like five stages below a small age, so I'm allowed to use terms like this. <laughs> Such a joke. But uh, no, it's, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah, so I mean, I, I'm like, how do we describe it on the can? Lemon, floral, okay. and herbaceous. So let's just see what you got. Oh, you guys still have beer. But we'll drink. Oh, oh no, hold on. Finish, 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 finish. Finish. It's going to go really well after that blood cut you guys just had. I love the blood okay. cut. It's so good. Uh, I'm not sure. Whatever. Feel Try free. House Saison. Full of asparagus. I wish I didn't use that term. No, I'm just joking, man. Now I'm just, so, now I'm just taking it. So with the, the summer, I think yeah. we talked about it before we started recording. The summer, you're going to have the patio up and going? Yeah, so we are very close to that right now. So we're doing a temporary patio this year. We do okay. have a proper one designed, but by the time we wait for the permits, et cetera. <laughs> oh, that can't, You can't do tell I mean, us. Tell us a little bit. We'll come back to that. You can't, you can't get everything done in the first Tell summer, us a right? bit about permits. Great. How much fun are permits? Well, they won't let me put a pool on the roof. Fuck. Right. Assholes. <laughs> no, it's some uh, bullshit about safety. The fun police over there. I mean. Yeah, so that was that was a, those were huge delays. I mean, we waited for the demo permit. Do the demo. Then we waited for the building permit. Months. Then you you go for your your interim occupancy. Oh, well, the date needs to change on this document. The date needs to change on this document. <laughs> this guy's on holidays. This lady's on holidays. Yep. Yeah. And there's no out of office emails. I mean, I'm not here to point fingers or anything, but the whole process is absolutely insane yeah. Yeah. and like if you're you know a younger entrepreneur and you are willing to invest into your city and really spend your life savings on something that you think is going to help make this a better place to live and just give people more options and hopefully you do okay financially off it too but when you waste probably four or five additional months on things that are paperwork on paper pushing yeah uh you know that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah, really think about it. Well, that was that was the one thing that kind of snuck up on us because we had done the interview, and during the interview, you had you had said your hope was to have it open. I think it was September or October. Mm-hmm. So we're like we're pushed way back, and so that makes sense now with all the paperwork getting in the way. So like, at what point were you like? You said there was a there's a now a what a dent in the door. Was there ever a moment where you're like this? Like I'm just so frustrated with this that I yeah. There was almost a match in the ground you know what i mean yeah. like uh, i could have said that better but you know what i mean it's, <laughs> yeah, you just, it's like no, that's thought, so frustrating thought, oh the brew house is coming in, in september we'll just plug and play the brew house and bing bang boom here we go yeah no there's just so much to do and there's and, uh, and construction was delayed i mean you, you'd have people like contractors not show up or Ugh, but the big thing was waiting man. on on material the yeah. big one the really 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 is the big one mm. And it was, and you know prices going skyrocketing, skyrocketing high, like in the middle of nowhere. Just oh, this this item you purchased you know a month ago is now twice the price. Yeah. Oh, and these uh, you know 
you know, these nuts and bolts are, you know, out of stock. We need this exact one. It's just, it was just crazy. And then, you know, you're working with designers too who want a specific, which is, they were great, but they want a specific type of uh, tap handle or right. a sink. Right. Oh, well, that one's not available. Okay, or there's three available, but we need four. Okay, so now let's go back to the drawing board. Then they have to go back to the drawing board, find a substitute. Okay, well, we found a substitute, but it's twice the price. What do we do? You know, there's a lot of decisions to make. It wasn't like, if this was like four or five years ago, it would have been so much easier. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we're here now and enough moaning about it, and let's just move forward is yeah. really all we can do. So with designers, do you do, do you really dive in? Like, I, I've always wondered when you ask someone to help you design a space, if it's like, hey, here's what I'm going for, and they just kind of run it. Or do you dive in and you get a say on everything? Is it like the taps? Like, or do you get to kind of pick on a spectrum of how much you're involved? It was really, it was like a collaboration. Like, so at the start they say, okay, send us like, you know, 10 things you like, right? And then, you know, and then, okay. Make a vision board. Yeah, no, we did. Yeah, I know, yeah, that's yeah. what they all do. They did it for yeah. my wedding. We had to make yeah. a vision board. Aw. I didn't make shit. <laughs> no, Rianne made a vision board. You just went. I played video yeah. games, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was my favorite line during yes. the wedding mm -hmm. process. Yes. <laughs> how much? Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna cut your vision in half. Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, shut an eye. Here we go. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was it was a ton of collaboration between you know, just everybody involved really. And would I have ever thought it would have looked like this? If if someone said Adam design a brewery right now, it would have looked absolutely nothing like this. And I'm not saying I I, I don't like it or mm -hmm. I or I would never pick it. Of course not. It's just they they almost like get deep into your brain into your soul and they kind of find out what you really want. And and the, and it changed. Yeah, over time, I can you know, because we were going to be in a different facility, and the total the design was completely different. Mm. Then when we left that to come to here, um, the whole design changed. The building was different, mm. and the vibe was different. Everything was different about it, right? So, um, like, sort of to me, the I would sort of describe it as sort of the that you know bombed out Berlin building cafe that kind of got fixed up with modern. Yeah. yeah, you know, um, I like I like where you modern material that. in it, right? So yeah. it's still like these rough, rusticy, you know, plaster walls. Yeah. But then we have like really nice seating right below it, right? Yeah. And then really cool lighting is always to me the most important part. I was gonna ask you what you were aiming for with the design, and you yeah. absolutely nailed it before I could even ask. Yeah, like I think that's such a beautiful way to describe your space. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Like again. you, ha you nailed it. I, I, I don't know if I would have came up with bombed out Berlin, <laughs> but you smoked the. You absolutely nailed. Well, clearly, the, he's been thinking about this. For oh, a long for time. sure. <laughs> like the, the thought and the care is is clear. It's incredibly clear. Yeah. Um, so, do you have anything you want to let us know about? Like, obviously, you're opening starting. I mean, this is coming out Thursday, so technically, you would have been open a day already. Um, you know, so yesterday would have been the day you opened. Mm -hmm. Is there anything on the near horizon you want us to know about? I will say this off the bat, come in, give the place an absolute run, come support your local breweries, but also like, let's come in here and let's spend a responsible amount of money and drink a responsible <laughs> amount of liquor here. Um, but on top of that, like, I always like to give people the chance to just let us know, like, is there anything in the future, anything you're gearing up for that you're psyched about that you want to share? Yeah, the wine's a big part of it. So okay. super, super excited about the wine. Yeah. Um, and wine products. So yeah. not, and not only is it going to be a brewery, but like we said earlier, there's going to be multiple things you can you can have here. But just that whole experience of not only are you going to come in for you know a flight of beer, you might come in for a flight of wine that you know is also handmade, that is all natural. Mm. You know, it's you know it's organic wine. Um, yeah, and I just think that just brings a whole other vibe to yep. the place. It's not just 
everybody crushing beers and crushing double IPAs, you know, it's going to create, it's going to bring a whole different crowd. <laughs> 12% triple IPAs, yeah. bro. You're, you're now going to blend like two different communities together kind of thing. And, and yeah. yeah. Like, what if it was going to be like a dance off at any point or anything like that? It would be, it'd know, be interesting. It'd be like a salsa like a versus. Yeah. <laughs> so who's doing the salsa? Uh, I would say the wine the drinkers. Wine. <laughs> the wine drinkers are doing the salsa. That's how little you know about wine drinkers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's go to it. Uh, yeah, so I think I'm really excited about that. I am uh, really excited to get the patio going, which should be a couple of weeks. That we just briefly touched on that we should have out there. Um, dog friendly, right? Dog friendly patio, super cred kid friendly space. Sweet. It might seem like you know we're joking about it being really nice or intimidating in a, in a way, but it shouldn't be because no. the staff we have here is so incredible. Mm-hmm. They're really really accommodating to everybody, and that the other part of his experience too. I'm getting a little yeah. off track, but like you come in, we'll put a bottle of water in your table and a couple of glasses down. And, if we're slow, hey, what do you guys need? Or what do you, what do you ladies need? Like, we'll get you whatever you need and, yeah. and bring it to your table if we can. Right? Yeah. It's not always bar service. We're just mm-hmm. going to go with the flow and let it happen yeah. organically, which is hard for me. I but, think you're yeah. bang on about, like, this being an experience. And that's one thing I'd want to get across in this podcast is, like, you know, I think we're so um, – and that's just as, like, a consuming public of, like, food and drink. We're so used to this, like, storefront, like – you know mcdonald's or boston pizza and it's like all this stuff and i just think that's like the most boring way to consume Mm -hmm. things nowadays like i love your location i loved Mm -hmm. it from the moment like the moment you know there's two nooks and crannies on this road that no people in their head like they i feel like i drive by here when i first move here and my brain went what's back there Mm -hmm. you know and i think for me like this is the type of stuff where if i had a meeting I would bring someone here and go, hey, I know a little spot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what I think is so cool about it. It's like I know, yeah. being able to go somewhere and go, like someone comes to my town and I go, yo, I know a little spot. And and I say little, not in little, but I mean like, I know something that like you can't find. And I think that's a dying art in in cities. I think like everything now is so like boom and boom. And, and unless you're in a place like New York or Toronto, I don't know if Winnipeg has those as many little spots, if you know what I mean by little. And like, this is what appeals to me so much. Is it's like not little hidden gem, hidden gem. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you want to call it. But like that to me appeals to me incredibly because I find that memorable. People will come here and like, they'll be like, yeah, you remember that time we just like, we went and we drove past J Max and there's that awesome <laughs> brewery. And like that to me appeals to me so much more than the storefront like the big you know on portage on pemina can't miss it with a massive mm-hmm. sign like this to me is how you grow that like stable clientele in that home growing yeah up. the crew at jmax has no clue what's going on <laughs> like, i think what? the crew at jmax <laughs> is about to be incredibly psyched they're gonna be like i'm sorry what's in walking distance <laughs> yeah, now the old italian fellas across the street you know, oh yeah they just keep looking over and like come on over you know? yeah but I, you know, I, those are those are kind words, and I do appreciate that. I kind of look for the same thing, and yeah. and just as you mentioned, on Thursday we have two, two resos here for big groups of people that are bringing clients in from out of town. Oh shit! Two from clients from out of town. I'm proud. How we? Oh, said Thursday. Oh, it's during the day. Oh, okay, yeah. we're good. Okay, we're good. Yeah, yeah. We have jobs. <laughs> oh yeah, we're jobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're not that important. Yeah. So yeah, I just find that I, I, it's already kind of happening is what you're saying, and I'm going. Yeah. It's really interesting to me, and I, and people keep asking about. Uh, renting the venue for a wedding, for um, I can see that. for their for right. parties. Little reception We've had two in- inquiries about weddings already. Wow. I thought that was really interesting as well. So we'll see what happens. And James, that- what inquiries about weddings? Oh, for who? Oh, okay, got it. Oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna pull the trigger one day. Oh, <laughs> yes. You're helping me here. Man. Oh, yeah. There's enough pressure. Here. But just to build off what Jordan <laughs> said, I mean, like I feel like this 
adding this to the craft beer scene in Winnipeg, mm -hmm. it's very different. And I, that's what I love about the craft beer scene in Winnipeg. Nothing's the same. There's no like carbon copy of anything. And this is very much unique close to another brewery which is unique in itself so it just adds to that community yeah. I, think I mean thank you for like and then this is gonna sound lame but like thank you for just trying something like you this you're talking about wine and you have photos which like that was my buddy's last name and that's the closest <laughs> thing i've heard to it and like you i just i really enjoy new I really enjoy new in life and like food, especially and drink. So like, thank you for just running this up because this to me, like from the moment I got in here, like this screams new and it screams yep. like progression. And I think that's incredible. Like that's all I ask for in anywhere I go is like, can I try something I've never had before? And I think I'm going to come back. It'll take me like two, three trips to like roll through all this mm -hmm. stuff. I can't even open the grape ale, the can, <laughs> and I haven't tried a paquette. And like, it's just like, I feel like every time I come back here, it's going to be like, here's this, here's this, here's this. And I like appreciate that. I really do. I hope it's never the same when you come. Like I hope every, every experience is different. That's what I, all, it's all I ever right. want from anywhere. And I think it's seasonality is a huge part of it. Of course. Yeah. Um, as far as ingredients goes, I think it also plays a factor. You, you come in July and you're probably going to be hitting the patio and maybe you're just drinking a bunch of light beer and having a good time. There's music playing. But then you come in the middle of the winter and maybe it's just in the, in the heart of Everyone's wearing suits. Yeah. And it's no, you know, dim lighting and it's a totally different vibe. Yeah. You know, I think this is, this is an evolving business. It's an evolving brewery and, and tap room um, where you, like, you keep talking you know, organically. Maybe some things will change organically but, and maybe we'll all have to adjust as a team as it grows. Yeah. So we'll see. So That's awesome. Don't come once. Come like five times. <laughs> Deal. Try and yeah. stop me. <laughs> so what, I had to ask you a question. Oh, Saison. It's you know what, dude. Don't don't. Yeah. Finished it just quick. Tell me. I mean, no, that it's not left. There's nothing left. I drink it faster again. than everybody else here. Um, so I'm gonna open this fucking. Cap. Certainly floral, and mm. I like it. I mean, it's light. It drinks light. I find a lot of saisons can be a little heavy and like yeah. too much. This is that. Turn, I like it legitimately. I'm not just saying that because you're in front of me and I'm in your building. Um, I legitimately like that beer. It's, cool. That's good. I, th I think drinkability is huge. So one of the things that we decided on when we went into this new space is like low life is like we touched on earlier, you know, the fooder beers, the prep beers, they're, they're, they're a unique thing. But to counter that is the drinkability. Mm. And so that we kept hearing on Friday and Saturdays, man, these drinks are, these beers are drinkable. Wow, these beers are drinkable. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it is the beer. I think a lot of it is the glassware. I think a lot of it is the space and the, uh, and the music and et cetera, right? And I'm really happy to hear that. That's sort of what we're looking for. And you'll notice that in the summer, a lot of our beers are lower in alcohol. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, I, and that's not just random. That's on purpose. Mm. Is mm. that, I don't know, in the middle of the day on a Saturday, I don't really want two, two IPAs. I kind of want yeah. something a little bit yeah. lighter. Yeah. And, I, and I, I, know, I know you do too. I know if you're at the lake. I know you're, if you're at, on the dock, whatever. You're not, not many people are really doing that. You're probably going back to the, the lighter beers. I mean, Except, maybe if you're Jordan. <laughs> Except if you're Jordan. No, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with yeah. you. Jordan so, is drinking this. And, and, but that doesn't mean you can't come here and have something stronger and, and, yeah. and more to your taste. But for the most part, if you yeah, if you just look at the board, I mean, there's only like, the highest beer right now is 5.7. I mean, and, and that being said, like, I know I was taking the piss about that a bit. But, like, yeah, yeah it's like 5.7%. Like, you, yeah. you know, not not every beer has to be an 8% like Dunkelweizen, right? Like, yeah. there has to be room for everything. And, Somebody and, clipped that. Jordan's never said that ever in his <laughs> no, I, but, but no, I, I get what you're saying because, like, again, like, I, I so I'll just say this outright, like, I, I hate wine. Like, mm -hmm. I don't drink wine, ever. Can't stand it, makes me queasy. I come here, 
and I'm trying shit, and like I like everything you're putting in front of me. Mm. And my wife will tell you, like she'll be like, "Would you like wine?" And she goes, "Ha ha ha ha," because she knows I'm not gonna take any. Mm. And then you make wine, or you make your version, or the paquettes and stuff, and I'm like, "I like that. I will have more of that." So it's it's again, it's like how you're talking about like progression and and having there having to be a middle ground with everything like mm-hmm. i think you'll have a middle ground but you're also going to challenge some people and you're you're going to see i think your brewery is going to lead in the uh sip and the the scrunched impressed face if you know what that oh. is like people are going to drink it and be like hmm. didn't think i would like that and i like that. yeah i mm-hmm. think that's going to be this will yeah. be the brewery where you go like i had something there and i thought i hated it or i thought i didn't like wine or i thought i didn't like x mm-hmm. and people are going to like it yeah, the the former uh, the fellow that owned this building before he came in with his wife there, and he and he said, "Well, we only drink wine," and I mm. said, "Well, that's fine. Try a piquet." He goes, "What's that?" You know, mm-hmm. and I said, "Let's just try it. Let's just see what you think. Do you like white or red?" And his wife said, "Red," and he said, "White," and that's fine. So he poured him a couple of sips. He took a sip, and his face did the scrunch. Yep. We carried on with our conversation. Took another sip, and he says, "Excuse me. Didn't like the first sip. Loved the second sip." I think I like this. Yeah. And he's a, very, you know, he's a bit of a gruff guy. And I said, oh, that's great. Keep drinking the rest. You're going to like it even more. Yeah. And then he had three glasses of oh, the can. Awesome. And I thought, it's like, it's like my, my uncle coming in who's 75 years old going, oh, this isn't so bad, yeah. actually. You know, like, that means a lot to me. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's a compliment to me. And his, and his wife really enjoyed the, the sparkling red as well, too, like sparkling red piquette. And I was just, like, blown away. That was kind of the highlight story. of my night. I love that yeah. story. Yeah. That was cool. That's what that's it is, it, man. man. That's but yeah, that's good. So that's a great way to end it, Adam. We appreciate you inviting us again to come see the finished product. We will be back again for sure. Yeah. As well. And I guess congratulations because this is coming out Thursday. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're opening Wednesday. Yes. So we're time traveling. We are time. We traveling. love time traveling yeah. on this podcast. And I have a baby coming at any point. So really? Like congrats. Now? <laughs> congrats then. Seriously? Congrats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. Yeah, she's really excited. And no stress, right? We got all the news here. Opening a business, new baby. You got this. Don't worry about it. (laughs) But uh, that being said, that was another episode of Beerly Standing. Support local. Check out Low Life. They are on 398 Daly Street North. Come check them out starting Wednesday. We'll see you next week for more. Thanks, folks. Beerly Standing.